0: Hello, everybody. It's February 9th, 2020. It's been a beautiful winter day here in Salt Lake City. Sure has. And as you can tell by our opening song, we'd like to tonight bear testimony to our children and grandchildren, missionaries and others who might want to listen in, of Joseph Smith, the prophet. We want to give a shout out to our daughter, Melissa, who invited us to come with her, on Saturday afternoon down to the church museum where they have a display of Joseph Smith's story and how we are trying to follow what the prophet has asked us to do in preparing ourselves for the centennial.
1: General conference where they'll celebrate the first first vision.
0: Is it the centennial? 200 years? 200 years. 200 years of the first vision of Joseph Smith. Yeah, and we encourage everyone to go down and see that wonderful display. It really touched touched my heart as I saw pictures and read his story and went through the artifacts and things that they have there to display some of the events.
1: It's quite a display, and I think they've done a wonderful job in kind of setting forth the uh, uh, the beginnings of the of the church and uh, Joseph Smith's early life, which was really amazing, frankly.
0: He was only 24 years old when he started this church. Is that correct?
1: Mm -hmm. It's
0: hard to believe I, I was still so immature and had no clue what I was doing even though I was married with a couple of children. To have someone have that responsibility to organize a church and have his whole mission to testify of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, quite amazing.
0: When we were at the museum, we were able to pick up a replica of the Book of Mormon plates. They were gold plates and with the sealed portion that they had a wood block to represent that 50 pounds. And it was hard for me to pick up and I can't believe that he would be running through the forest with those. I guess the adrenaline was going to protect the plates when he was finally able to receive them from the Lord.
1: Well, that was an amazing feat in and of itself, but I'd kind of like to just go back to his his early life and just acknowledge a few things that um, I think just so significant that showed his character and uh, the Lord preparing him for his calling. Of course, he he uh, had wonderful parents. And,
0: um, they were they were God fearing and and uh, spiritual Christian people.
1: Joseph Smith Senior and Lucy Mack Smith. Yes. And <clears throat> they weren't very successful in terms of their their um, station in life monetarily. Which
0: probably helped to keep them humble. Because
1: they had yeah they had to move several times. Uh, trying to get uh, a farmland that would ultimately be successful for them. And they, uh, they moved from place to place and, uh, in order to be able to have that happen and finally ended up in South Royalton, Vermont. And it was in South Royalton that the Prophet Joseph was born. And then they moved from South Royalton, Vermont, um to Palmyra, New York, or or in that area. And when Joseph, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Joseph's history, when he was younger one, of course, is the story about when Joseph had a serious infection in his leg. And uh, that infection uh, was such that they, the physicians of the time, didn't know how to, how to properly treat it, and told him that, uh, and his mother, that they were gonna have to amputate his leg.
0: You related to that, didn't you? I did
1: relate to that, and I do relate to that. Um, but both he and his mother refused to have that happen. So th- they made the determination, they got other doctors involved, made the determination that they could go into the his leg, I believe it was his right leg, if my memory serves me correctly. And they would literally...
0: Open uh, up the bone and clean o- it out.
1: Clean out the bone. I mean, think about that without any anesthetic.
0: They offered him some whiskey, but he refused because he, he, he did that wasn't going to be good. He just him. asked his
1: mother to hold him. Um, and uh, anyway, so Joseph as just a young, I, I don't remember just how old he was, perhaps 12, goes through this serious, extreme, extreme <laughs> extremely uh, painful pain. uh, surgical procedure where they go into his bone and uh, clean out this bone, the infection from it. And, and um, you know, for all intents and purposes, they thought he might just be crippled. But... Uh, um, fortunately for Joseph, his leg ultimately healed. And and I'm sure that he learned a great deal about um, just dealing with pain and suffering.
0: Well, they said his leg was a little smaller than the other leg.
1: Yeah. So I wondered
0: if he walked with a little bit of a limp, but nobody ever said anything about that. I, so. Not
1: that I recall.
0: Nope.
1: Uh, so that, uh, I think, was a real um, important event that showed Joseph's real character, even as a young boy. I also appreciated the fact that as a young man, he was very industrious. He worked hard. He helped his uh, his father and his brothers as they worked on their farmland. He worked on other farmlands as well. He was a very industrious uh, young boy as he worked hard and, uh, and then got jobs as he got a little bit older uh, for others. So he wasn't someone that was idle and And uh, didn't just sit around, but in fact, he did his best to contribute to the family and what they needed to do.
0: I liked that he had a good sense of humor, and he liked to. He worked hard and he played hard.
1: He did play hard. He was strong, and one Mm -hmm. of the well, there's a couple of games that he loved. He was uh, to play. One was pulling the stick, and uh, he was a champion about that. He was also uh, really a, a, a wrestler. And uh, was successful in that in the in their uh, in their neighborhoods in the community in which they lived. So growing up, he was also a God-fearing young boy, and ultimately, as he becomes uh, 14 years old, and there's a the, this religious revival taking place uh, in and around their their home uh, near Palmyra, New York, and he and his family. All wanted to know which church they ought to be joining and because they were kind of going their separate ways.
0: Well, they all did join one church, though, didn't they? join the Not if I,
1: uh, Some of them Joseph Smith to... Sr. never did.
0: Oh, he never did, that's true, but the majority didn't. The, they, his mother Masons?
1: and uh, the other one, I think they, uh, my memory serves me right, they became Methodists.
0: Oh, Methodists. Yeah.
1: And, um, uh, But Joseph, as he went from revival to revival, listened to the preachers. Uh, from one religion to another and that they would ta- teach out of the out of the Bible various uh, doctrines differently. they they were con- he was confused by how can they they read the same thing out of the Bible but they interpret it so differently and finally comes to that critical verse and, he reads it with his family, reading on his own as well in the Bible in James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And as Joseph writes in his own history, never did any scripture come with more power to the yeah. mind of man than this one did to me. I'm paraphrasing of that. Uh, so Joseph took that scripture to heart, and uh, that's when he decided to go and find out for himself, to ask God what was right.
0: And he did. He walked into a beautiful grove of trees.
1: Right behind his home that sp- they had built.
0: Yes, on a spring day.
1: In 1820.
0: He walked quietly in, very peaceful, knelt down. His hat off, I'm sure, or his cap, whatever he had on. Knelt down and as he was praying, what happened?
1: Well, he had this remarkable experience for initially he felt
0: Yes, first of all. He had this dark feeling, this dark power come over him. And I used to think, oh wow, that would be really frightening. I don't I've never had that. I know some have had that dark feeling come over them at times where they couldn't speak or open their mouths. And to have that feeling actually happen to him would be frightening. But he was courageous and he stayed there and was buoyed up. And then, what did he have? Think what a beautiful...
1: Sure. Think about that thing. as a 14-year-old boy. What the the fear that could have would have come into my heart if I had had this dark, foreboding feeling that came upon so strong. And Joseph felt as if it would doom him to destruction.
0: Yes.
1: And uh, and yet with all of the might that he could, he poured his heart out to God and and suddenly there was a beautiful shaft of light that came down upon him and he saw in the midst of that light as the light rested upon him he saw two personages who uh
0: glory description
1: defied all description and who stood before him in the air one of them pointed to the other and said this is my beloved son hear him and as missionaries for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it was always my wonderful privilege to be able to teach and testify to people that at that time, Joseph Smith, as a 14-year-old boy, saw face-to-face God the Father and Jesus Christ his Son. And they did, as Joseph states in reality, speak to me.
0: He says in his history that he had actually seen a vision. He knew it. And he knew that God knew it, and he could not deny it.
1: And think how that would, <laughs> boy, impact your life for the rest of your life.
0: That you knew you had seen a vision, and you knew God knew it. So, how could you deny
1: it? How could you? Especially if you knew, if you did, you would be <laughs> essentially doomed to destruction potentially.
0: That's why he was so courageous with all the persecution, the bullying, the name calling, the being made fun of. He knew he had seen it.
1: You know, I, I don't know everything. Obviously, that went mm-hmm. on in that conversation with them. Only uh, Joseph was there to ask which church he should join, and he was told to join none of them, for they teach doctrines uh, the the doctrines of men, and um, and he was told that he would be an instrument in in bringing forth uh, the Lord's true church on the earth again. So. And, and whatever else that he was told at that time we don't really have uh, a clear uh, picture of uh, but Joseph obviously received critical instruction from the God the Father and Jesus Christ his Son
0: so when you first heard that story did you believe it
1: are you asking our listeners or are you asking me
0: well the listeners can think about it themselves but I'm asking you now
1: I don't know that I can answer that question. I don't remember. I was raised in the church. I was, I don't know when I first heard that story. I'm sure I first heard it when I was, you know, three or four or five, young, as a very young child, when my parents taught to me the reality of the first vision and its importance.
0: Well, I asked that because to me it was just part of what I believed because my parents believed it, that's what I was taught, that he saw Heavenly Father and his son. and That's how the Book of Mormon came to be and I just kind of went on happily on my way that that's what it was. But the older I've become and the more I've read, the more I've seen and observed, the more understanding that has come into my mind. It's just in my heart, the way my heart is softened and, and I've felt the truth into my heart. Um, I just know that it that it's true. I mean, how it just made perfect sense to me. How could a young boy without education? I don't know. Did he go to school?
1: He didn't. He was uh, limited to like a Third, second grade. Second
0: grade. That's right.
1: Uh, formal education.
0: So how could he have written this amazing story of wonderful people that help teach us of the Savior as being another? Witness of Christ, another testament of his divinity and his glory. And um, I just, it just becomes more and more embedded in my heart of the truthfulness of his story and that why he was here to bring this restoration all about.
1: Well, and for me, of course, uh, part of the reason that it's so. So critical is that it's either Joseph Smith saw the Father and the Son, meaning he had this first vision experience, or he didn't. He either actually experienced it or he made it up. And and there's no in-between. So if he did have that experience, then Joseph Smith is a prophet of God. And what he has brought forth, forward, that he has uh, taught and proclaimed to be from God is from God. If he didn't see them, then he made it all up.
0: That's hard to believe.
1: Especially when you start reading the Book of Mormon and studying it and think, how is it possible that Joseph, as a, a young man in his early 20s, could have written made up the Book of Mormon
0: and organized a church and And everything
1: else and that's not just the Book of Mormon it's all of the the doctrine and covenants that have come forth as well
0: the temple and everything
1: so so this event this first vision event is at the crux of all that we believe is members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so if it's true then that he saw them, then he was a prophet. If he didn't, then he he was he's a liar,
0: hmm.
1: and he made it all up, and he's fooled everybody now for a couple of centuries.
0: Hundred years.
1: So then, uh, in uh, Joseph uh, has the experience with the angel Moroni, and he's directed as to where he needs to go to find the plates uh, that comprise the Book of Mormon and those were buried in a hill called Hill Cumorah in, uh, in right outside of Palmyra, New York. And so Joseph does that uh, uh, under the direction of an angel, finds the plates and begins the translation some years later of those plates for the Book of Mormon. Finally, uh, in 1830, he organizes the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, and that marks the beginning of, uh, of the formality of the the church uh, here in the latter days.
0: When you think of everything that he went through to protect those plates, oh, where goodness. he was tarred and feathered, and several of the saints were murdered, and the women were violated, and they were... Buildings were destroyed and of course fired, that all was, was
1: that was all after the church was well organized and the saints were were uh, people were joining the church uh, from other countries and coming here and uh, and originally uh, um, as they they end up in Kirtland, Ohio. And they start getting driven out of Kirtland, Ohio, then into Missouri, and yeah. then are driven out of Missouri. And all of this time, Joseph is also uh, not only having to worry about all of these thousands of new converts that are in the church, and they're all essentially poor. How they're going to house them and feed them, and in addition to teaching them this new gospel, um, but he's he's got to continue the the growth and development of the church, all of the while having people hate him, his detractors, and those that are doing all they can to destroy the work.
0: I like this the uh, thought that says Joseph Smith, the prophet and seer of the Lord, has done more save Jesus Christ for the salvation of men in this world than any other man that ever lived in it.
1: And do you know who gave that quote? Um, John Taylor. My great great grandfather, great 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 grandfather.
0: Amazing. Well, that's well. I've just always liked that quote. I think it's just amazing. And you know, when I I think about Joseph and all that he went through, and Emma, and all that she went through, and the faith that they had to do what they did, it just like I said, empowers me to know that I can have this faith as well and continue to pray and believe and choose to believe and have faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: And and we make it clear to all uh, in the sound of our voice that we as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we don't worship Joseph Smith. Uh, we worship God the Father and Jesus Christ His Son, and uh, we acknowledge that Joseph Smith was the 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 prophet of this dispensation, the first prophet of this last dispensation. He was clearly one of the great spirits that has ever come to this earth, uh, chosen by God to fulfill a most important role in helping to begin and. Uh, Um, the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness.
0: Yes, he helped to bring about truth. And I love that, even though all that they went through with people trying to discredit what he went through, truth is powerful and it prevails.
1: Yes, it does.
0: And that so many of us try to, well, we get caught up in the historical issues of some of the things that happened. Instead of putting our faith in the actual work and testimony of the gospel principles itself.
1: And and another thing I think it's important to note that Joseph always acknowledged that uh, uh, he wasn't perfect. He'd made mistakes in his life. Yes. And he did make mistakes in his life. And I think we certainly are aware of that as we all have made mistakes. And he never claimed it to be perfect by any means, um, but did all he could to help to prepare his people to come to Christ and to be able to uh, live their lives in a manner that would help them return to the presence of God and if they uh, so live their lives, to strive to become like him. So we acknowledge Joseph as uh, the great prophet of the, this uh, first prophet of this restoration, acknowledge him as uh, um, just one of the Lord's choice anointed, And are grateful to bear testimony of his role as the um, instrument in the hand of God in bringing about the restoration of the gospel, which clearly includes the Book of Mormon.
0: We have a statue of Joseph right before our eyes here. We
1: do. It's about a what foot and a half statue
0: that we received at a missionary mission president seminar.
1: Right, in Washington, D.C.
0: D.C. And it's great to look at that statue and be filled with faith and courage and just know that all that he did to do just that, bring the truth of the gospel to each of us. And so may our children and our grandchildren, missionaries and others, continue to pray to have the faith and testimony that he is the prophet of this dispensation and has brought forth... The restoration of the gospel.
1: That's a very important point. If you if you want to know and you have questions about it, then do what James told us to do. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it'll be given him. So exercise faith in God and in Jesus Christ, and go before them in humility, really wanting to know and ask.
0: Having faith, nothing wavering.
1: And and in doing that, it's our testimony that you will receive a witness of the truth of what we've spoken and the words that Joseph Smith has left us. So there you go. That's our testimony of the Prophet Joseph and uh, how it's the, you know, just the the crux of, of what we believe, in as members of the restored church on the earth today.
0: So this is
1: notes from John
0: with a babble from Bon.
1: Have a great evening, everyone.
0: Good night. Good night.